Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast, episode 32. We're playing the catch-up game and benefits to playing games with kids, something I've actually been doing since we last recorded in May. Um, I've also been observing and watching and making sure I understood what is occurring in the world right now. And I'm not talking about COVID-19. I want to first talk and say Black Lives Matter. They matter a lot. They matter in some ways a lot more than others because they have not been treated as others. And I'm going to say others. I'm just saying that. I mean, it could be Caucasian people. It could be any other race. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you look at someone at the skin color and you think differently, this is not your podcast. Not anymore, at least. But if you look at people and you say, you know what? My friends from other cultures, other races, creeds, religions, thought processes, and I mean Republicans and Democrats, I really tried over the last few weeks to t- try to say, hey, listen, I am a, a central point because I was really upset because of what happened to George Floyd, what happened in my hometown to Breonna Taylor, and it brings tears to my eyes thinking about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is a human issue. This is everything about how people are being treated, how they're being treated differently, how they're being treated horribly, and we need to change. And I'm changing. I'm changing because I have friends who are helping me change. And if you do not have friends who can help you change or you can talk to or you can share things with, and I made sure that I talked to and I shared things with my friends because I wanted to make sure I didn't sound like another guy just saying something when I got on here. But, you know, African-Americans have been marginalized in this country ever since people brought them here on boats. And I can tell you this right now. I think back to friends over time and I think back to names and I could say my good friend Trent or my good friend Tony or Clayton or my friend Shakisha, my friend Rhonda. And I'm thinking, man, those are some awesome people. And I really didn't make the difference in them because I have a, I have a different culture. My, my grandparents were not very wealthy and when you're not very wealthy, you don't really get to choose where you live, right? So if you're wealthy, you get to choose where you want to live. When you're not very wealthy, you got to live with everybody. And you learn to live in the microcosm of that everybody is kind of equal. We're all poor. We all want to ride bikes. We all want to go fishing. We all want to, you know, go swim. We all want to go and just hang out. And that was helpful to me as a kid. And as I got older, I've learned that there's a difference in this world. And now I am telling you we need to change. We need to make a change. I'm about making the change. If there's a way I can help make the change, I will. I will try to. I want us to get to, as a gaming term, the next level of humanity. I want us, you know, to do multiple levels. I want people to definitely take a view and say, listen, what happened 100 years ago isn't right. What happened 50 years ago isn't right. What happened three months ago isn't right. We need to make it right. We need to make things well. And again, I'm, I'm sure I sound like I'm on a podcast, but I am a huge fan. I've been a fan of every kind of music, uh, probably due to my parents playing all that Anne Murray and then me moving directly to Guns N' Roses. That is some boom microcosm. But I do remember the very first time I heard Public Enemy and Chuck D and I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. 
And then I learned more about them. And I learned stuff about Louis Farrakhan and Malcolm X. And I, I learned and I gained knowledge. And, you know, I don't agree with everything what everybody says, but you get the few bits and pieces. And right now there is a bad power out there. And as Chuck D would say, we need to fight the power. Now, totally on that, I just want to say one more thing. LGBTQ matters. Those lives matter as well. People who you may think are different are no different than you or I. Their thoughts, their feelings, the ability to create, the ability to you know develop video games. I can guarantee you if you're a person saying, oh, I'm a homophobe, well, you better stop playing video games. And you better stop playing board, board games because I'm going to guarantee you people, oh, again, all their identities have been developing these games and they make amazing games, creative games, everything. Again, back to culture, creed, sexual preference, skin color, height, weight. If you're missing, if you're pointing out somebody by that, now, if you point out and look at me and go, man, Mitch, I remember when you used to be skinny. That's perfectly fine. But if you looked at me and said, hey, you're a big fat guy. That's not cool. You got to stop that. If you're looking at me and say, hey, nice haircut. I'll say, awesome. Thanks. My wife cuts my hair. <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic, people. I've had to make substitutions because we have asthmatics. You need to let those things go. You need to start seeing a person as a person, the person on the inside. Please do that. And it's going to be really relative to our topic about how we play games with kids. Again, I'm going to bring up another group of and one of my other favorites is in vogue. You need to free your mind and the rest will follow. All right. I do want to talk more about these. I also want to make sure that I have people who have more knowledge than me talking to me. So I'm actually going to be reaching out to some friends and you may not just have to listen to my voice going on from now on. Um, I know you're going to be really sad. I'm so sad too. I won't have to talk as much. Um, This is kind of difficult being a closet introvert some days, but you know, I want to have people to talk about this. If you have questions, gamers over 50 podcast at gmail.com gamers over 50 podcast. I think on Twitter. Oh my gosh. I can't remember. It's gamers over 50. Um, But look out for that. Now, also, what's kind of filling my life is I kind of have to blame Nintendo for creating Animal Crossing New Horizons. We bought it for my daughter, and it is adorable, and it's fantastic, and it's everything against every kind of game I play because I like fantasy and sci-fi. I'm a huge, I mean, I Lovecraft, Asimov, we'll go back. You know, I could keep going and naming people that I love their content and those games, but <laughs> Animal Crossing is... One of these games that I think anybody out there can play. I think this is a game that I could teach my dad, who's in his 70s. And I can tell you right now, my little nephew, who I believe is seven. I got to remember what his birthday is. Hopefully I sent him a birthday gift. Ooh, I hope I did. Um, but again, uh, you know, my nephew who's seven could play this game as well. What's really awesome about Animal Crossing, and I'm going to go just a little bit about it, because I want to do a podcast on this, because I think there are a few games out there like Farmville, etc., but it is very much a gathering and building game. You build buildings, you catch bugs, you catch fish, you pick fruit, you gather resources, you invite people to come to your island, you go to other people's islands. You can actually meet real life friends and go to their islands. A uh, big fan of my uh, old friend, Kevin, who is much younger than me, who invited us to his island and we were able to get apples and peach, or no, apples, 
apples and oranges from his island. I know it's crazy, right? I'm talking about apples and oranges and horizon, um, you know, on New Horizons. And I will tell you, if you are an Animal Crossing person, DM me because you can come visit my island. Um, I will say I do not design my island. My wife's been doing all that. But if you don't know about Animal Crossing, it is a fantastic game. It is a nonviolent game. It is a game that is totally kid-friendly, totally adult-friendly. Um, it's really cool. Um, it's got, it actually, oh, I forgot the museum. You get to collect specimens and put them in a the museum. Um, we got a great white shark the other day. Super awesome, cool, especially since it was like, what, the 45th anniversary of, of Jaws. And during this pandemic, it is a great way to escape from kind of real life for a while and play friends and design your own world. So that's the other thing. The last part is up until recently, I have been my kids, one of my kids teachers with my wife and then like their teacher for 20 minutes a day. I'm really not happy about this. I thought I would talk about it a little bit and I'm not trying to be mean to teachers or schools, but you guys need to do better to get students engaged. You can't just send home 50 pages of paper and then say, hey, here, good luck on that. We're going to talk about it, talk about one problem for 20 minutes and then see what everybody did over the weekend, etc. I'm considering homeschooling my kids because this year has been crazy. We were trying to get things figured out. We were trying to get our kids assignments in. People were having a lot of technology challenges with it. Um, you know, and it's basically think about it, you've turned over your kids, the, you've turned over kids' worlds and their lives and their friends and everything. You know, something has to have a consistency to it. We really did that a lot with uh, with our kids and teaching. And uh, one cool thing is I was able to introduce some very neat books. Uh, my favorite book when I was my kids, my nine and eleven year old age, uh, was the the Rats of Nim. And, you know, obviously, if you've seen the movie, there's a great animated movie or two movies out there. But the book, still to this day, I don't look at a rat and think, I think that thing's smarter than me. Um, but again, um, getting off my soapbox, becoming a teacher, uh, which is funny because I came from a family of people who have teaching degrees and one of the few people who haven't had that. All right. So following up on that, I want to talk about the kids, but I want to talk about playing games with kids. Now, if you've been doing so, we probably, if you have kids, you've definitely been playing some form of a game. Um, either if that's indoor snowball fights, if you've had water balloon fights outside, checkers, cards, board games, video games, games all over the place to play. If, you, if you've been able to do that, great. If you haven't, you know what? Maybe it's a time, you know, I have a niece or nephew and it's maybe you can find a game online. Uh, my favorite game I've played, and this is going to sound really odd, was our company did a bingo session where about, I think in our office up here, it is in Bellevue, Washington, our office had like 180 people joined and there was a random bingo card generator and they called out and I didn't get anything, but I had this other chat window open with like six other friends and we were sitting there going, is anybody getting any numbers? And it was kind of like playing bingo and it was a great socializing. And I remember leaving that meeting and thinking, Oh, we need to do this again. And we haven't done it in a while. So that was kind of a bummer. Anywho. Uh, but you know, definitely play some games if you can with your kids, because think of this as not only an entertainment, and not only a time where you get that connection with your child, but this is also a place where you're going to build life skills. Now, 
you can start doing this at a very young age. And uh, one thing I want to make sure that I preface is when I was doing my research, everyone I took information from, and I know a lot of people out there, they're probably going to read this, especially on the mom blogs, are going to say, why didn't you get a mom opinion? And I said, well, because I have four children. Um, I have a mom opinion anytime I want it. She's, I think she's, oh. I thought she was playing Animal Crossing. She's not. Um, <laughs> she's probably doing something to get ready for this week uh, since we're going to be on vacation for a few days. But, you know, it's I, I wanted to make sure I had a very clinical view of it because I, I want to talk about the pros and cons. Very few cons, quite honestly, with this, as well as getting an understanding of, you know, maybe some things that I had missed or maybe something I could learn from this. You know, I said in this podcast, it's something I want to gain. I want to give the gain back to people. Now, I also want to preface this with the uh, the reason I don't usually play games with my father. And it is not because we don't like each other. It is not like because it is not fun to play with the man. He is a professional. And when I say he is a professional, I'm talking like you never see the professional video game players. And if you haven't, we did a whole did a podcast on esports. Um, might be something fun to watch for about 15 minutes if you can follow along. Because some games, I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're doing um, in the esports game. But my dad is a professional. He is a master tactician and a strategist. Of course, the man has an engineering degree and an executive MBA. So it should be ex- expected. I mean, he is a go-getter. He's ran 50 marathons of 50 states. You know, he's one of those guys that are like, you know, coming to speak to us today is John, and he will be telling you about, you know, the encapsulation of your life and how to make it better. I mean, it's almost like he's everything Tony Robbins wants to be. Like Tony Robbins has all this money and does all the things. My dad has done everything with like limited resources and worked his butt off and things like that. And I've watched it because I've been there most of the way uh, since my dad was 22 when he had me. So I've seen oh, my dad kind of grow up and learn and it's been helpful. But the man scares the daylights out of me when I play rummy with him. He is, I've only got like single digit wins in hundreds of games we've played. He is so good. He is the, the we don't play Monopoly in our house because of the my sister, my dad, my brother, and I have just literally almost gone at it in games of Monopoly. And my wife, if she was in the room, would be laughing and saying, no, I don't even step in a room when, they, when two of them play a game against each other because there's like this crazy culture in our family. And everybody has that crazy culture, right? You play games. No one wants to play the dad because he just beats everybody. Now, my dad is not my, my game bully. <laughs> My dad's just really good at games. And, you know, my dad would probably, I could probably kick his butt in anything video. I'd have a pretty, um, pretty good chance at anything mobile phone, video games, mobile phone. I got a a decent, maybe 98% chance there, unless it's like mobile poker or something. But a board, dice, card, just step out of the, get out of the way. He's amazing. Um, but if, you know, if you're playing that way and you're your child's game bully when they're five and you're beating them just because you can beat a five-year-old, um, you're a monster. And I say that as a jest, ha ha ha, you're a monster, but it's also not teaching them the things they need to learn. And I want to read about a few of these things. Um, you know, if you're, if your child's 15, or 16, it's okay to give them a hard time and kind of stick it to them and make, make them like want to achieve and work a little harder. I think that's great. I also want to say, I am not a psychologist, psychiatrist, sociologist, um, and I don't have references. But 
Dr. Darcia F. Navarez, who wrote this great article in Psychology Today, uh, Why Play If a Child? Children Expect to Play with Parents and Play Help Both Grows, has written a lot of stuff out there. And so I'm going to read some of her expert excerpts, and then I'm going to give a little bit. So here's here we go. What does play do for a child? Two words, skill sets. What are skill sets, you ask? Think of it as a child's toolbox. At first, when they're born, their toolbox does not have much in it, except for crying to get everything they want, right? Parents, if you've like brand new kids, wow. And there's other people whose kids don't cry at all. It's the weirdest thing. All mine cry. Parents and caregivers help fill the toolbox with tools. As babies develop and grow, they begin to add tools to the toolbox. Maybe parents communicate it back and forth during a time in the womb, but many parents wait to get that two-way communication until after birth. Adults can help children develop skill sets that make life easy to manage. Understand that, easy to manage. Games are easy to play. Easy to manage games. Ah, life games. Playing with a child is one way to help develop social and self-control skill sets. <laughs> Those two are really big considering where my kids are in their life. But you know it, interactions with parents and others have helped them develop many tools or skills needed to build a bright future. Okay, let me start this out by I am against helicopter parenting in every single way. However, I do not send my five-year-old out to start the grill or to sharpen my knives. I do allow them to put the spoons, forks, and knives in the silverware drawer. Things that are like that. And I mean the butter knives, not the like the big butcher kitchen as I have. Um, I do expect that I want my kids to learn and I want them to make mistakes and I want them to learn from the mistakes. I don't want my kid to make the same mistake and do it 25 times. And I mean that by like forgetting to flush the toilet, forgetting to flush the toilet. You do that in our house, you do 25 planks saying, I will flush the toilet. After you do that, and then we take Mickey do plank going like with your feet up on a stairs. Eh, you kind of stop doing that. Additionally, you know, with what's, you know, she's saying is making that toolbox, giving them skills to where they're able to talk to people. We're able to win, lose, take their turn, understand how gameplay works. Really, really, really important. And I get it. Parenting styles differ. I grew up with parents that were like, you know, you're going to be great. And we're going to make it great. And I think in their minds, I will say this, my parents did a pretty darn good job because I'm happy. Do I want more in life? Yeah. And I think we should all want more in life at some point. And, you know, what's really cracks me up is if you decide that you're going to move and expect your child to win every single time and not make mistakes, then your last name is probably Brady. Now, that's horrible. Tom Brady's parents are probably super nice people. But he had to learn that will to win somewhere. And that want to win. And kids get that from playing games. All right. So next one. Special benefits of parent-child play versus play versus siblings. You know, yeah, first, there's not as many arguments because kids don't argue with their parents as much. Anyway, sorry. Now, you might be thinking, isn't the same thing to just have the youngest child play with the older ones? Doesn't have the same effect as with a parent. Can't they just show them the tools of the trade? The answer to that would be a no. There's something about having a parent playing with their child that adds a special touch. An extra special touch. Parent-child play has been shown to contribute to a child's ability to give structure to easy social interactions than play with siblings. And I mean that siblings, aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbor kids, whatever. Um, I wasn't lucky enough to have kids my age till I was about well, close to that I could play games with. I was almost like 13. So I played a lot of games with my parents. And, you know, 
early on, I said my dad's pretty tough now. He was a lot easier to play games with because he wouldn't beat me into submission like he did. But he would play. He wouldn't let me lose. He wouldn't let me win either. He'd let me try to win. Um, and I also had grandparents that kind of got into that. And I said earlier, grandparents, just, you know, this this fits with the grandparent mold because the parent of the parent. But like the sister of the parent or the brother of the parent, like, you know, my brother and my kids might play a game. And they'd be like, yeah, it's Uncle Will. Or, you know, it just works that way. But my grandmother, one, taught me how to shuffle cards. Now, mind you, that's not a life skill, but the dexterity it takes to do that. Think of all the other things you can you can put papers together, right? Shuffling. My other grandmother had this poker face, and even though she was a Southern Baptist and would never play a hand in her life to save her life and knew it was a sin and et cetera, she was so good at it that it made me sit there and understand she's listening and watching me. She's understanding me. She's picking this up. And we would play, you know, uh, like war where you turn over a car and she would just do it with a straight face and I could never figure it out. And she was always, I was always like, oh, she's trying to beat me or she's just playing. And then when we would play, she would smile and laugh and we had fun. But it was these, you know, these toolbox skills. All right. There are differences with playing with mom and dad. Now, as a dad, I'm going to tell you this is totally true. However, all right, here we go. Is there a difference between mom and dad play? Of course, fathers tend to participate more in the physical play with child, while mothers and children participate in more instructive and verbal play. Both forms are important to the child's development. Parents wouldn't want their children to be good only at sports without the ability to express themselves well. Nor do parents want children to be good at talking about things and not have the ability to really get their hands dirtiest of activities. And of course, as a child continues to grow and mature, it is important that both parents make age-appropriate adjustments in their playing. I'm not about playing the football game because, one, my kids are going to hurt me as they get older. I did it to my dad, so I'm not a good them. However, I am about throwing the football, learning to throw the football. But I'm also about, hey, let's run, learn how to chop an onion or let's learn how to start the grill, I said earlier, or hey, let's learn how to use a power washer, but, and, and making a game out of, you know, using the power washer, pressure washer, but also developing those skills so that when they're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, they're all learning. Dad should not be all about sports. Mom should be about sports too. Mom should not just be about teaching the social skills and helping develop those. Dad should definitely get in those. And we do a really kind of interesting job in our house because I love trivia. So I, we'll turn the radio on and I'll be like, hey, do you guys know who this band? And normally the, the, the normal answer in our house is they're from Kentucky. Just because I made that as a rule. Now I've added that, hey, you know, we live in the Seattle area. They're from Seattle. Or I'll say, hey, this band is from, and this is, you know, Where's Bruce Springsteen from? And I also make the joke that the Jonas Brothers are super awesome so that I can torment my children with their music. But I'll say, hey, Jonas Brothers and uh, Bruce Springsteen from the same state, New Jersey. And then we go find New Jersey. We started doing that early on. But I don't really force things like, hey, let's all listen to Bruce Springsteen or let's all listen to my, you know, one thing. I try to gamify how we do things like we'll actually we did a decathlon recently and it's not like the real decathlon but it was like riding bikes and running uh, a distance and sprinting and having a water balloon fight and 
uh, you know, some other challenging activities, like seeing who could pick up the most pine cones in five minutes while sprinklers were shooting on you the whole time. And I was throwing water balloons, making kind of like, you know, the, I don't know, it's as close as I'm ever going to get to being like the rock on the Titan games, I guess. Um, I mean, I could probably stand near him and that's closer, but that's the only way. But I like the game things. And my wife calls me the game master when we're playing. And what's awesome is I love the term because there's a character. It's called the Game Master in Marvel Comics. You look him up if you want. But he enjoys games and he likes to play games with people in the Marvel Universe. And kind of interestingly enough, he has a sibling rivalry of his brother. We're not going to go too deep down this one. But it is something where if you're a mom or a dad, it you don't always have to play the same exact games. In fact, I, I would challenge moms, get out there and play wiffle ball with your kids or get out there and throw some water balloons and dads i'm gonna get out there and tell you you, you know what um what is that mystery date i play mystery date with my my daughters and they think it's the funniest thing because i'm always like oh i hope i get the football captain because we have an old mystery date game but i do play other things and animal crossing i brought up earlier is, is a game i normally would not play and I've been very concerned about my rose garden in Animal Crossing and my needed help. So I included my daughter and we made a special little patterns in it. So see, you can do those things. You can develop interests. If your children have something they really like to play or they, you know, play the games with the kids. All right, here we go. How to play with a child here. This is, this is a good one because I love this one. Playing with a child involves actively observing, listening, supporting, talking, and understanding. Be sure to provide a mutual interaction like a conversation, but try not to continually intervene or intrude. Rather, allow them to explore their environment and sensations. Let them draw you in. Then be sure that you're engaged in collaborating, which will help the child do the same in his or her future interactions. This has been shown to contribute to your child's peer compot. Peer company. Brian, I can't even say the English language now. I'm sorry, anybody who have ever made said bad about their or hadn't said their voice or their uh, country's origin name correctly. Your child's peer competency. There you go. Got it right. And don't forget, smile, laugh, and get them to laugh. You can both enjoy this one-on-one -on -one time with your little one or your big ones, including when they get older and maybe they're in their 20s and 30s. It's fun to play games with the with your kids as they get older, sometimes, because um, <laughs> they remind you that you've beaten them. But, you know, it's fun to enjoy this one-on-one -on -one time with your kids as you develop the skill set that will soon be ready to apply their own. All right, let me start this out. Don't be a jerk or a bully to your kid. Don't turn to your kid and say, are you sure that's what you want to do? Or you can do this. These are other things I'm going to say. Or start counting points for them. We actually have a penalty where you get a hand smack. If you count points of anyone that is younger than you. Now, that means I'm completely uh, hosed because I'm the oldest person in the house. But when we play the game Fargo, the dice game, you're counting. It's one of those things. My kids are not in math class. This is a great chance for them to start adding thousands of points together and do it correctly. I also want to say, do not get because you want to play Settlers of Catan or you want to play Pandemic, it is not okay to get your four-year-old to try to play that game. Their skill set isn't there. They're not ready to do turn-based games where you have to mix everything up. Go grab your my favorite game of all time, probably the game I played the most all time, Hi-Ho Cheerio, not spelled like the cereal, I might add. Sorry, honeybee. 
But I have played so much Hi-Ho Cheerio in this lifetime because I have had more fun laughing and getting my cherries uh, knocked out and having to put the cherries back on. Maybe once or twice putting a cherry up my nose um, and cleaning it off using a cleaning wipe or then cautioning your children to not put cherries up their nose because they might have to go to the hospital and have one taken out. That is an urban legend that it actually happened in our house. 14 cherries. No, no, no. It was like a hundred cherries. No, it was zero cherries. No one's ever got them stuck. Well, maybe somebody's got them stuck in those. All right. Last bit. This is a note. This is an actual note written on this. I love this article. Children in our ancestral conditions play with multiple ages and adults. Tease, dance, sing with one another. In many societies, parents are overly busy and with many more tasks than adults in ancestral conditions who enjoy much more leisure time. So this is our parents, my parents' parents, right? So parents should take the advice as it fits the life conditions of the family. This means start playing games with your kids. Pick games that your kids can play with other kids, with other adults, your parents, I'm actually studying Dungeons and Dragons books to get my kids together to develop a dungeon group that we can play, but also play with other friends. Now, just go out there and try to find something new to play if you haven't. Listen, if you haven't listened to all the podcasts or looked at them, I'm still working on the website. Hooray. Now, normally here at the end, I do a game review. And I've been working on, again, I keep telling you, my D, I said my D&D stuff I've been working on. And I've also been working on the RPG podcast, which the D&D stuff totally fit in. But I recently signed up for a streaming service. Now, not Hulu, not Disney+, Plus, not HBO Max. I mean, I may have signed up for those. But I did sign up for DC Universe. So this is DC Comics. And if you don't know enough about DC Comics, other than like in the 70s, they had the best comic book sh- or animated show ever the super friends and that can be debated many many years but they do have a ton of other com- uh, animated shows movies the old superman movies old superman tv show all that stuff if you're tired of reruns and maybe you want to watch some tv watch some original content uh, doom patrol teen titans awesome stuff check it out also you can listen to every or sorry listen read almost every single comic book they have all right till next time Keep gaming.